And now, Fastened Like Nails with Dr. Mark Hamby. Well, welcome everyone to another Fastened Like Nails. And in the studio with me, on my left, Miss Molly Mayo. And on my right, evangelist, teacher, Commonwealth speaker, Colin Smith. <laughs> He's <Well> laughing. <laughs> yes, hello, Mark. Glad to be here. As apostle. Stop it. No, Mark only introduces himself as apostle. <laughs> no, stop it, stop it, stop it. So it was a slip of the tongue. Okay, we're not going to go there. And on the other side of the glass, we have our sound engineer today, Emily Crabb. Hello, Yay! Emily. Okay, so today we're going to be covering our third wisdom lesson. It is probably... I, keep, I think I say this after every wisdom lesson, the most important wisdom lesson of the 12. <laughs> no, this is the most important. Okay, well, they're this, all important. This is extremely important because if you miss this one, um, you can't go forward. You know, it's you're, yeah. you're done, actually. So wisdom lesson number three, the theme of it is turn at my reproof. Proverbs chapter 1, verses 20 through 33. Let's review just slightly. Yeah. The introduction, verses 1 through 6, the introduction introduces four people, the simple the youth, the wise, and the discerning. Mm. Simple definition, Molly. Easily enticed, naive, thoughtless, gullible. And the word literally means? To not think. Fathead. Ah, yep. And there's another another Hebrew meaning that uh, carries the idea of, of openness. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, open-headed. Yeah. Nothing yeah. in there. Like so your mouth is always gaping open. Like the knowledge goes like in your a, head and it's out. Or like literally. a mouth breather. They literally, the simple, they just don't think things through. That's why they mm-hmm. need prudence. Mm. Mm. They need, and another word for prudence, do you know what it is? Subtlety? That, no, no, discretion. Oh. They do not know how to become discreet because they're always putting their actions forth without thinking uh-huh. it through. Uh-huh. Um, do, you, do you think it's simple because their mouth is open or you think it's simple because there's a hole in their head or you think it's simple because there's <laughs> nothing in their head? Yes, <laughs> yeah, there's nothing. There's no the knowledge of God is not in their head. That's what the problem is. But we all kind of start like that, right? We're not mm. born with wisdom. That's, that's right. Mm-hmm. We you, all have to obtain it. You obtain it by watching others, watching your parents. You obtain it by watching your peers, your pastors, your friends, and you make choices so, as to. So really, the simplest people between ages zero and thirty. Forty? Mm, no, zero and a hundred. Zero and a hundred. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but it's these are people without experience, without knowledge, and without watching people, observing them. Yeah. Well, you're right. So, so I think the simple person doesn't remain a simple person if they refuse the knowledge of God and refuse to turn from their ways. They become a fool or a mocker. Those are the two choices. So, so it's interesting. Wisdom goes after the same people that foolishness goes after. Mm-hmm. The simple. Yep. They're both trying to capture the same people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in chapter 1, verses 1 through 6, you got those four people that are being introduced. Uh-huh. The hinge statement, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. knowledge. And that's how they're going to obtain the knowledge of God to make right choices. But fools despise wisdom and correction. correction. So the simple will become a fool if they despise correction. Mm. Okay, And then... They're going to introduce one more person that's coming up here in this wisdom lesson. But the first wisdom lesson, just in review, is what? My son, obey your father's correction and Mm -hmm. don't neglect your mother's teaching. You got it. So first wisdom lesson is, kids, God has placed mom and dad into your lives Mm. because they are the ones that God is going to use to guide you through life, Mm. both instruction in the word and in correction. But if you despise it, 
then you're going to become a fool. That's mm. just as simple as that. So what God does in the second lesson is choose your friends wisely. Mm. And we learned last week that in order to choose your friends wisely, you need to watch and observe those who take advantage of weaker gonna, people. Weaker people. You got. It. I was going to give you a multiple choice. Oh, sorry. Let you and Colin battle it out, but. Wasn't last week where we talked about ways and paths as well, their character and direction? Yes. So the ways are their character and the paths are the direction that they take. And so you watch for the certain character traits and the character trait that is a telltale sign is they, they take advantage of weaker kids mm-hmm. and they go after greedy gain. They're always in it for themselves and they like power in numbers. Mm. But mom, they're all going to be there. They're all going to be doing this. You know, you, Colin, have you ever heard that with your kids yet? That I have. Everyone's going to be there. You know, mm-hmm. everyone's, the whole group is going to be there. You know, and so mom and dad have to have discretion as mm-hmm. to choose, is this the right thing for my kids right now? Never make decisions based on numbers. I think my little brother was having a hard time with that because he's five and he has four older sisters and he's the only one who doesn't have a phone. So he was asking my mom, he was like, hey, he's like, can I have a phone? And mom's like, no, not until not until you're older. And he's like, well, well, when? When can, when can I have a phone? She's like, well, maybe like when you're when you're 16 or 18 or something. I can't remember what she said. But he was so excited. He walks away. He's like, okay. He's like, huh, only only 15 more years to go. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, oh. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, today's. Reflective reading would would it be if we read it mm-hmm. verses twenty through thirty three? But rather than reading it, I thought I would try to bring this in into view in light of what the father may tell his son as a story. Mm. Picture this: the wisdom lesson number one was listening to mom and dad. Number two, choose your friends wisely, and number three, the usual my son lesson mm. doesn't occur this time. This time, out of the twelve wisdom lessons. Wisdom herself is going to teach this lesson. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, so she teaches it here in chapter one, mm-hmm. and she teaches it again in chapter eight. Mm. So we're going to hear what she has to say here. So just picture this. Picture yourself in a classroom, and this new lady substitute teacher comes in, and she's like distinguished. You could tell she's different. She she, um, she walks differently. She looks different. She carries herself well, and she walks into the front of the classroom, and she's just looks at every eye in the classroom. Mm. She sees you. And Colin, if you and I were in the classroom, we'd be putting our heads down a little bit. Putting <laughs> our, we're not gonna we're not gonna allow our eyes to stay in her gaze, right? Mm-hmm. You know, she's that kind of woman, you know, and you could just tell she commands authority, mm. you know? She commands people to listen to her. And as she scans the classroom and sees all of us, all of a sudden, out of clear blue sky, your soul has been penetrated by her power, her beauty, and her wisdom. Um, You've never heard words like these before. Every word that she speaks counts. You hang on every word as you sit there. And then suddenly, she says to everyone in the classroom, follow me. She opens the door and exits. She's not going to teach in the classroom. Mm. You rise to your feet, and she leads you away from the classroom into the streets, into the busiest places the marketplace. All at once, her demeanor starts to change and her voice begins to rise. You can tell that she means what she says and says what she means. Chills run down your spine. You're watching people on the streets, some ignoring her and some 
startled by what she has to say. And you, as one of the listeners, as her student, you're watching and you're a little bit embarrassed because Mm. she's speaking so forcefully, Mm. kind of like when the apostles were with Jesus. Mm. And they're like, Lord, don't you realize you're offending the Sadducees, Mm. you know? It's kind of interesting because how wisdom speaks is exactly how Jesus spoke. What is she saying? Okay, you ready? Mm -hmm. Chills are running down your spine, and you're somewhat in shock. You never imagined that this lady could be so bold and so powerful in the middle of the busiest streets. And then all of a sudden, she looks at her students, and she says, Come, we're going to higher ground. There in higher ground, she cries aloud. She utters her voice in the streets. She speaks forth boldly in the chief places of the business district where the leaders are meeting. In the busiest places of commerce, she utters these words. You ready? Mm-hmm. Here's what I would like to all of us to envision. Picture in the Lord of the Rings. Do you remember the blonde girl that gets uh-huh. really, really big as she starts to speak? She's an elf. I picture wisdom speaking like that, mm. where she's starting to speak and all of a sudden, she just starts to just get like 20 feet high and she's speaking to the crowd. Okay, so this is how I picture it. Ready? Mm -hmm. But I'd have to have a female voice and I don't, but I'm going to try it. How long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity? And how long, you scorners, yes, you, will you love and delight in your scorning? And you fools, yes, you fools. How long will you hate knowledge, the knowledge of God, not the knowledge that you hold on to from your liberal schools? Careful. <laughs> it's not in the Bible. I'm enjoying this. Turn. Yes, turn. All of you. Turn at my reproof. You say, what is my reproof? Simply that you're wrong in the way you live your life. The way you turn away from the knowledge of God, turn, you are proven wrong. Your knowledge will not take you into eternity. It will take you down to the recesses of hell. So turn at my reproof, and I, Lady Wisdom, will pour out my spirit unto you, and I will make my words known unto you. So there's a student. <laughs> and you're like, okay. Um, what do I do next? Probably captivated and scared. confused. Scared a little bit? Mm-hmm. Like, whoa. I mean, I don't want to be like them. Well, Mark, as a good Baptist at a Christian day school, I would do what every good Baptist child at a Christian day school did. I would go to the principal and I'd report her because a woman ought not be preaching. <laughs> well, I'd say this is one special woman that well, can preach. Well, these kids, yeah. I'm true. joking. She's also a poet and a preacher and That a is an interesting point. Prophet. The New Testament says that Jesus is the wisdom of God, so. Yeah. Okay, so this is, a, this is a field trip you're never going to forget. Lady Wisdom, she knows how to get things stirred up. What a rebuke to those that are living their life without the knowledge of God and those that are just living their life recklessly, 
for greedy gain, taking advantage of weaker people. Mm. She speaks to those who proclaim themselves to be wise, yet became, Fools. Romans one twenty two became fools. Um, they believe they're rich and they're prospering. They're watching their markets go up and their money increasing. But actually, in wisdom's eyes, they have nothing. Mm. They have degrees from Harvard and Yale, but they don't realize that they're really wretched, pitiable, poor, blind, and naked, Revelation 3.17. These three categories of people, the simple scorners and the fools, each have their assignment from Lady Wisdom. Turn. That's it. Just turn. Turn from yourself. Turn from the direction you're going Mm. and turn toward God in repentance. For it is only if they heed her words and turn from their thoughtless ways, sarcastic scorning, and disdain toward her knowledge, that they will receive the life-saving Spirit of God. Then and only then will they begin to understand God's Word, which is able to save their souls and bring them true wealth and wisdom. Mm. Now, I don't know about you, but that is enough excitement for one day. If I was a student in her class and she brought me out on a field trip like that, I'd be like, wow, I would never forget that day. And that's exactly how wisdom sets this up Mm. in the marketplace. But it doesn't stop there. Just as you're leaving the field trip, going back home, she stops. And all of a sudden, her demeanor changes again. And all her students are behind her. And she looks at the busy streets one more time, people hustling and bustling, not giving any thought to what she's had to say. And she yells out one last time, and she says this, Because I have called and you refuse to listen, I have stretched out my hand and no one has heeded. Because you have ignored all my counsel and would have none of my reproof, then I am going to laugh when your calamity comes. I'm going to mock when your terror strikes you. When terror strikes you like a storm and your calamity comes like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you, then you will call upon me, but I will not answer. Then you will seek me diligently, but you will not find me because you hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord, would have none of my counsel and despised all of my reproof. Therefore, go. You'll eat the fruit of your own way, and you will be filled with your own devices. Mm. For the simple are killed by their turning away from me. And the complacency of fools just going to destroy them. But whoever listens, I love the ending, how she ends this whole thing. But whoever listens to me will dwell secure. She gazes at her students. Whoever listens to me will dwell secure and will be at ease and without dread of disaster. Mm. So Molly and Colin. A lot of what you were just reading was taken right out of Proverbs 1. Almost exactly. Just so our listeners can have that. You insight. really can't add much to what she taught in Mm-mm. this third lesson. It's basically, you know, don't be a fool. Don't be a scorner. You know, it's interesting. Scorners delight in their scorning. Mm. Why do you think that is, Colin? Why do fools hate knowledge? And why do scorners delight in their scorning? Because it's them. God loves faith because it's him. Scorners love mocking because it's them. People love themselves. Mm. Uh, I think it's a reflection of who they are in their innermost parts. Okay, let's let's go dig a little deep. Okay. I think sometimes, um, like for the people who are really far gone, like you think of Pharaoh that was opposing Moses. He's sadistic. So, again, like Colin was saying, in the fiber of his being, I do think... Also, um, people who delight in it 
it makes them feel good about themselves. And pastor was talking about this on Sunday, how like sin can be liberating for a moment, but then afterwards there's the repercussion. Mm -hmm. And so they can get this rush or this high or this, you know, feeling of delight that will fade away. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So let's, let's back up the simple. What do they do? Um, they're not turning. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the simple are not turning. They're kind of like the simple are always going to be watching for what their peers are going to do. They're mm -hmm. watching to see who's going to be going in what direction. And the fools. The fools are their they're followers. You know, they'll, they'll just go to whoever they like the best or whatever. They, they just follow their own desires and lusts wherever it takes them. Okay. But the scripture says the fools hate knowledge. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that is? Colin, why do you think fools hate knowledge? Because they hate reproof and knowledge corrects them and they don't like correction. Okay, good. Um, and so when when a fool is confronted with true knowledge, mm -hmm. you know, but they're bent on their own ways, they don't want people to correct them. They don't want to, like Colin just said, they don't mm -hmm. want to be reproved. Um, what, what do you say? No, I was just thinking like to accept knowledge is to admit that you didn't have that already. And there's that humility that can be hard. Yeah, it's like um, the book of Judges. Everyone was right, mm -hmm. did what was right, was on their own sight. Mm -hmm. Everyone does what's right in their own eyes. Mm -hmm. And a fool judges it to be right, so he does mm -hmm. it, but he doesn't want someone to tell him he's wrong. Yeah, I remember when I was you know, younger, and I would say I was a simple person and a foolish person and a mocking person. Mm -hmm. I, well, I don't know if I would ever turn into a mocking person. Can a kid be a mocking person? But doesn't wisdom mock the foolish in this passage? Yeah, she does. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, she laughs at their calamity. Um, but when I was a kid, when I was younger, you know, I'd say I was a simple person for sure. You know, I didn't. I was thoughtless. Didn't think things through. Didn't have discretion. Um, easily enticed, gullible. Um, but when I became older, if someone tried to correct me with true knowledge, um, I hated that. You know, I did not want to be corrected. Mm -hmm. And so I hated knowledge. And then if that person continued to try to correct me further, then I would probably talk behind their back. And then I would become a mocker. I'd be mocking at them. Mm. Um, and so I think that's the progression of simple, foolish mockers. Mm. They, uh, they don't like to be corrected. They don't want to be told what to do. And then... Once they are told what to do and they don't like it, then they start to retaliate in a mocking way behind people's backs. Mm -hmm. And so when kids develop that kind of character, God warns them, turn before it's too late. Because if you don't, when things come upon you, when difficulty comes upon you, God's not going to be there to help. Mm. So that's so that's the, that's the three um, major influences here in this lesson number three. Mm -hmm. Turn at my correction. And one of the things I want to leave our listeners with is that the reward for turning is so amazing. Mm. God, through Lady Wisdom, will pour out his spirit and make his words known. If you want to understand the word of God and make the word of God come alive in your life, and it's simple as turning, humbling yourself under the mighty hand of God, and in due time, he will lift you up. And I love that you said that, too, about the rewards and things, because this one is one of the heavier lessons. And next week's, that one is filled with beauty and reward and promise. It's very rich. Wisdom lesson number four is one of my favorites. Um, yeah, seek wisdom more than silver and hidden treasure. 
and you will find the knowledge of God. Mm-hmm. You will understand the fear of the Lord, and boy, some great things happen, the rewards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to get into that next. I, that, I'm really excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Molly Cullen, thanks for being with me today as we discussed wisdom lesson number three, and we're looking forward to wisdom lesson number four. Mm-hmm. Awesome. We'll catch you next time. God bless. You've been listening to Fastened Like Nails, a presentation of Lamplighter Ministries. Our mission is to make ready a people prepared for the Lord by building Christ-like character one story at a time. To learn more about our family collection of rare books, dramatic audios, or guild programs, visit lamplighter.net. To hear more podcasts, search for Fastened Like Nails wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have a question you would like to submit for the Lamplighter team, Visit lamplighter.net slash podcast and fill out the form. That's lamplighter.net slash podcast.